Jesus takes a lesson from life in an effort to try to teach us some lessons that we need in our life. Part of that is brought out in the song that we just sung, and part of it is brought out in the text that was just read. The key to understanding the text that was read, and then the comment on the song that we sung, is answering the question, whose idea was it to get into the boat and cross over to the other side? The last stanza that we sung down in the third part of it. Linger, O blessed Redeemer. Leave me alone no more. He never left them alone. Our perspective is and the trials and the tribulations is that when we go through those, we believe that we are on our own and we become fearful because the problem seems overwhelming. And the question that Jesus would ask Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? The trials and the tribulations are at times appears to be so overwhelming beyond any ability that we have to deal with or to comprehend or to overcome. As the disciples in the boat reason from the human perspective of a storm swamping the boat and of Jesus seemingly not caring. Master careth not that we perish how can you lie asleep? One is where is your faith, where is your trust, and where is your confidence? He knew what he was going to do. Do we have that confidence in him, in Jesus, and in God? that he knows what he is going to do. We are not going to escape the storms of life. They're a part of it. We see that in the life that we live. It may begin in a lot of different ways. 
It may begin with a phone call from family member. It may come through a doctor's visit. It may come through news that we did not really want to hear. Sometimes the storms come through choices that we have made, our mistakes and our sins. Others may be for family difficulties, our hopes and our plans that fell apart, or the struggle to grow up and to find our way. The storms are there in life. How do we handle them? Do we understand as Jesus is giving this account, it's Jesus who said, let us go to the other side. Let us get in the boat. He already knows what's unfolding. And because he knows who he is, and because he knows his relationship to his father, and because he has control over the world in which he has been a creator, he can rest. He can sleep. We do not understand all of that when it happens to us. We have sirens when they go off, people panic. Because we have no control over those. And we've seen the damage around here that tornadoes can cause, strong winds can cause, hail can cause, high waters can cause, over which we have no control and we can panic. God, don't you care what's going on in our lives? How can you be asleep to the problems that we are facing without trusting that he already knows? We're dealing with fishermen. We're dealing with those who have been in boats on the lake fishing. And when the waves and the winds blow and the boat is beginning to be swamped with water and to the point of beginning to sink, the natural response, the human response, is to ask why God has no concern for us. Master, carest not that we perish? How can you be asleep when our life is being threatened? Sometimes we can look at it from the other side. We know that every physical life is going to end. And if the physical life ended, being in the presence of the Son of God, what more would you want? But we lose a perspective as we deal with the life in which we live. They're leaving what they had known in a part of the land and going to another part of the land where they usually did not visit. They're willing to follow. But only as they understand 
Are we any different today? Are we willing to follow God only as we understand what he's doing, why he's doing it, and what an end result is from what he is doing? With also a concept of the time frame in which he proposes to work what he is doing. I want to be in control. I want to understand all that's unfolding rather than trusting to an absolute degree God above. Wherever we are physically, age-wise. Even down to the smallest child here this morning. We already have learned that things go on over which we have no control. Things go on over which we might prefer not to unfold. And we've learned to have to accept that which we have no control over. But do we accept the one who does have that control? Are we willing to trust him with the life that we live? That his will will be worked out. Human beings are usually slow on the uptake. It's not until events have passed and sometimes a great deal in the distance before we begin to comprehend some of those lessons. We look back and I can see things differently. I can see things totally differently than I did at the time I was going through them. In this reading out of Mark 4, 35 through 41, as life continues, continues to take on a deeper meaning, at least in my life. To begin to, to look and to think about the wording, the phrasing, the order given. To catch, to catch that sense. Jesus said, let us go. Jesus knew what was going to happen. And Jesus could go to sleep. How many of us have lost sleep? Because we did not know what was going to happen. We did not know how it was going to unfold. <coughs> Excuse me. And did not 
place to trust where it needs to be. We know from reading scripture all of those illustrations that he uses, all of those metaphors that are there to try to remind us we are clay in the hands of God. He's the one who molds and shapes. He's the one who has a purpose involved for the individual. And he's the one who has a purpose involved for the congregation. And he's the one who has a purpose involved for the Lord's church universally. And he has a reason why things unfold the way that they do. And what we see as hardships, what we see as setbacks, indeed may be for the strengthening of us for trials that may come that are greater than what we currently are going through. But how many times have we done exactly as these disciples have? And again, you have to go back and to think about these disciples. Their willingness to leave their occupation and to follow Jesus. The trust that Jesus placed in them of allowing them to perform miracles to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, and do mighty works in his name, and work with their frailties. To have the patience that he demonstrates here, to hear that cry, God called them, or Jesus called them, Jesus empowered them, Jesus worked with them. Jesus taught with them. And they are crying out, Lord, you don't care about us. Why are you letting us perish? Where is that trust? We have that tendency, we're wanting to see things unfold always in that positive sense in our view. without seeing the positive sense in God's view. We learn briefly along the way that when things happen, there's a purpose behind it. What we see sometimes as unpleasant is a growth process, is a warning, Always the concept of our realizing how much we need him in a life that we live. But how many times do, as we sing the song, Master, the tempest is raging. How many times do we identify with that third stanza again? Linger, O blessed Redeemer. Leave me alone no more. Is that our thought? We're expressing it towards one another. Is that our thought? Is that what we think? That he's left us at times? Again, do we identify with the passage? 
Do you not care for us, God? Why would you let this happen to us? We see nothing good in this. There's nothing good in being in a boat in a lake where the, the waves are overwhelming it and it's beginning to sink. We don't see any good in that. God, why would you let this take place? Oh, ye, oh, ye of little faith, why do you doubt? Why do we doubt him in the life that we live? Did we not entrust him with our soul? Do we not believe that he loved us enough that as he died for our sins, paid the price to send it back to the Father, sits at the right hand of the throne of God, making intercession on our behalf? Do we not believe that he cares what goes on in our lives? That he's not aware of it? And that there's not a purpose for what is unfolding. A lot of it is for us to learn to shed our understanding and trust God. Sometimes in that storm it's to be still and know that I am God. The scripture was made reference to. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Do we not understand that? This is the day God has made. He's in control. He knows what's going on. Can we not rejoice in it? Well, I don't like the winds that are blowing, and I don't like the storms that come out of that. How do we view those? I'm one of those that love to watch storms. To see the thunder, or to hear the thunder, see the lightning, see the wind blow. That's my creator's handiwork. That's the finger of God. He's there. Oh, I know the damage it causes. Been through straight line winds. We watched our roof on the church building blow off one Sunday morning before services. Then big trees topple over. That's it. still part of it though, but he is in control. And in those storms, do you not believe he knows where I am? Yes, I can lose my life, but I already know that, do I not? Do I not already know that I am not going to preserve the physical life? It's going to die. Eventually, somewhere down through time, it's going to die. We have our preferences. Do I not believe that God has his preferences? They're the lessons that are there. We're talking about that in class a little bit this morning. The tortures that some of the Christians went through earlier. Do we not trust him? That he's with them? That he's with us? And we will put our trust in him. 
Whatever is there, it works for us. It makes us better. It makes us more aware of what's going on, but oftentimes it really makes us appreciate what we do have. How many times have you heard or maybe you've had to say, I've lost everything physically on this earth through a tornado or a hurricane or whatever it may be that came through and just wiped everything out. But how many times have you heard somebody say, they were only things. We have our life. That's the physical part of it. Spiritually do we see, they're only things. But my soul is at peace with God. And that changes the world. A soul at peace with God. And that would be the question for you this morning. Could you say that? Can you say that? With confidence? With assurance, with conviction, my soul is at peace with God. So as we sing the song, do you know my Jesus? Listen. Listen to those words. Listen to that message. Reflect on the reading this morning, the songs that we sung, some of the points that were brought out this morning. Answer it for you yourself as well. Do you know Jesus? Oh, ye of little faith, why do you doubt? The master cares for his children. If you're not yet a child of God, we'd want to encourage you to do that. To repent of the sins that separate you from God. To confess Jesus as the Lord and the Savior and to be buried with him in baptism. For the forgiveness of those sins to be raised to walk that new life. But as a child of God. But need to come home be able to do that as well. The invitation is God's. The time is ours to conveniently offer that. But at any time one wants to make a life right with God, they can do that. But if we could assist you, if we could help you this morning in making that decision, we bid you to come as together we stand and sing.